Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. It's Eller with a pass up top. Orlov, the give and go, comes in for the left point. Ovechkin scores! Alex Ovechkin picks it up at the left post. He does it again. It's one nothing. Washington! The 19th goal of the season for Alex Ovechkin and the 749th of his NHL career. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals and the Panthers tonight from South Florida. Alex Ovechkin named the NHL's number one star of the week. And COVID protocol issues shut down the Hershey Bears. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 30th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, Faster Way, into Capital One Arena. It's the Caps and the Florida Panthers tonight at FLA Live Arena in Sunrise, the final game of a two-game road trip and a final game of a rugged month of November in which the Capitals have performed brilliantly. 9-3-2 during the month with tonight's game pending. The majority of games this month, five regular forwards, out of the lineup, lost Justin Schultz last week, and Ben, yet here they are at the top of the NHL with 33 points, an incredible month of November under trying circumstances. They did not make any excuses. They just went out and won hockey games. And I think the best part about this stretch these past few weeks, John, is the contributions are coming from up and down the lineup. There aren't too many, if any, passengers at all over the past few weeks from the headliners and Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson, to the rookies and the call-ups from AHL Hershey, to the unsung heroes, if you will. Multi-goal efforts earlier this month from guys like Garnet Hathaway, Connor Sherry when he was in the lineup earlier in the month, chipping in and taking advantage of increased minutes. Up and down the lineup, the goaltending has been terrific of late as well. So many contributors to the success that they've enjoyed of late and real quick John a a quick compare and contrast I found this interesting over the weekend Philadelphia Flyers among other teams who are also dealing with the injury bug now and the Flyers maybe not as deep as the Capitals are but they are now marred in a six game losing streak and I heard some comments from their head coach, Alain Vignon, the other day, acknowledging that they're dipping into the farm system. It's a challenging time. He, as a coach, said he has to be better. He's looking for more contributions from some of his top players. Folks should not take this for granted. What the Flyers are going through, a lot of teams would be going through. Capitals have not been, and it's a credit to everyone, top down in the organization. Yeah, it really is extraordinary what the Capitals have been able to do through all the adversity, the most injuries they've had in a decade, and here they are atop the NHL. Here's a look at your Panthers scouting report. Lost in Washington Friday, then lost for the first time this season at home Saturday to Seattle. They still lead the league in home wins and haven't lost three straight games in regulation since last April. And an interesting stat, Ben, on the team since the coaching change and former Capital Andrew Burnett taking over for Joel Quenville. The Panthers were 7-0 and 
at the time of Quenville's resignation. Since Brunette took over, he has seven wins, but also four regulation losses, three more in overtime. In other words, sir, as many losses as wins since the change. It's an interesting trend, and I got to believe it's something that you keep an eye on, too. Florida, by many, continued to be a serious Stanley Cup contender. But you got a guy in Andrew Brunette who is still the interim head coach and no NHL head coaching experience except for what he's done here these last few weeks. For Florida, this is tough, tough sledding and not something they even created, and you feel a little bad for them, but they may have to look at the situation here and make sure that they've got everything shored up. Yeah, I still give them the benefit of the doubt as far as the talent and the depth that's on that team, and if Sergei Bobrovsky can continue giving them the goaltending that he has for the most part this season, I still give them the benefit of the doubt and still view them as a top team in the Eastern Conference. You know, it's been said before, show me a good goaltender, I'll show you a good head coach. I would think it turns around as far as that. And from a Florida perspective, you know, let a seven, four and three run be a quote unquote slump as far as they're concerned. It's still above 500 NHL hockey. The, the one thing I will say there that, you know, that does bear watching. We talk about the injuries and different teams navigating through them. The fact that they're still without Alexander Barkov have been for a little bit of time. That's a key cog. That's a key loss as far as they're concerned. And the other thing is the special teams for as strong as they've been this year, Florida in general primarily at five on five special teams, an area that throughout the season has been inconsistent for them, but still at the end of the day, I still give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that's a legitimate contender in the Eastern conference and team. I certainly take seriously here moving forward. Yeah. No bark off tonight and no Anthony Duclair either. So they're going to be missing a couple of top six forwards for this game tonight. Alex Ovechkin yesterday was named the NHL's number one star of the week for the period ending November 28th. One week after Ilya Samsonov was named the league's number two star of the week, the grade eight scored four goals, assisted on three others, picked up his 28th career hat trick, and led the Capitals to a perfect week, first place overall in the NHL standings. His 19 goals through 22 games, the most goals in NHL history to start a season at age 36 or older. The next goal he gets, he's going to be halfway to 800 goals. He's the third player ever with 10 goals and 10 assists in a calendar month at age 36 or older. Gordie Howe did it in 1965. Timu Solani did it in November 2006. We are running out of adjectives to describe how amazing this season has been for him, but I'm going to try and give it a little bit of context right here. What we're witnessing right now, is the greatest goal-scoring binge the league has ever seen from a player of his age. Wayne Gretzky's last season with 40 or more goals came with the Kings in the 90-91 season. He was 30 that season. He never topped 40 again. When Gretzky was 36, he scored 25 goals all season for the New York Rangers, and two years later, at the age of 38, he retired. Brett Hall who Ovechkin just passed, scored 39 goals at age 36 for the Dallas Stars. He played three more seasons, then retired. Last full season with Detroit in 03-04, he had 25 goals. The season after he turned 36, Gordie Howe scored 29 goals. The year Yarmir Yager turned 36, he scored 25 goals for the Rangers. These, of course, are not just randomly selected names. They are the other four. In the top five on the all-time list, and Ovechkin at the same age is blowing them out of the water right now. It is stunning what he is doing in an age where it is much harder to score goals. We should all be in awe every single night right now. It's the best start for a 36-year-old ever.
even when, Ben, you compare it to the best of the best. And what, what impresses me so much talking about this season of the ages that Ovechkin is enjoying so far and all the success that he's had in his 30s throughout uh, the past few years for Ovechkin is when you consider how he played the game and how he has played the game over the course of the past 17 seasons. If you had said this 15 years ago, John, the thought was that Ovechkin didn't necessarily have a game that would age well. And it's part of what made him unique early on in his career, the almost reckless abandon with which he played and the physicality. And as Barry Trotz used to say, Alex Ovechkin does not play a quiet game. And we've spoken at length over the years about his durability, but it's not only the fact that he's in the lineup over the years, but it's the fact that he continues to contribute and produce at the rate that he is, at the rate that few players in league history have done in their mid going into late 30s. So truly impressive that he does it given that style of play and all the wear and tear, even though he hasn't missed time. You know, there's been bumps and bruises accumulating over the years given the nature in which he plays. And to that point, I'll just quickly throw out a few other names, John. Hall of Famers, all of them. Eric Lindros, Mike Bossy, Bobby Orr, Pavel Bure. You know what they were all doing when they were 36 years old? They were all retired at that point because their bodies had been through so much and just could not continue playing at the rate that they had earlier in their career. So the fact that he's still doing it and that he is doing it at the rate that he is, and look at his peers, look at the, look at the company he keeps this season and over the past few years, the Connor McDavid's, the Leon Dreisaitl's, the best of the league, for the most part, are guys just entering their mid-20s, not their mid to late 30s, just truly, truly remarkable that he continues to do it at now, age 36. It really is, and it's a privilege to be able to watch it every night in our town, and there's never going to be another one like him. We all know that. Let's switch gears. Let's talk goaltending. Would expect we'd see Ilya Samsonov again tonight in goal after his win in Carolina Sunday. Just the sixth goalie now in NHL history to record a point in 10 or more decisions to start a season at age 24 or younger. It's kind of amazing. He hasn't lost a game in regulation yet this season. He hasn't lost a game, period, that he started this season. And most of the time, Ben, over the course of the first two months, he hasn't really been the 1A. He was the 1B. But statistically, it's starting to rise to the surface here, and Elia certainly appears to be the 1A right now. And to that point, as he was racking up the wins and collecting standings points at the start of the year in October, I think the eye tested, there was a feeling that he was getting the wins, the team was winning, but there ought to be another level, another gear, some more consistency in his game. And that's what we've seen here in November. We've seen Ilya Samsonov take his game to another level. He's acknowledged himself. He feels better. He's in a better mental state and the results speak for themselves. And again, he just looks like a cool, calm, collected goaltender back there. The rebound control has been very good, just very steady, very dialed in, keeping the team in games early on, as we saw Sunday against the Carolina Hurricanes when they were coming in waves early on. So to his credit, he's taken advantage of this opportunity here at late in November, he's run with it. And the assumption would be, yeah, you continue to ride the, the hot hand and good for Samsonov to continue to build this and to continue to put the games and the volume of games together and continuing to produce. He's been very good. And again, big, big games too for late November with these two wins in a row now over Florida and Carolina. Yeah, big saves and key moments just might be growing into that number one role the Caps need him to fill, that legit number one ready for the big stage. 
goaltender. Kind of interesting, Ben, to see what the forwards look like tonight. Daniel Sprong, a healthy scratch as Connor McMichael moved from the center to the wing on Sunday against Carolina to accommodate Lars Zeller. Tough to imagine you'd want to make many changes when you performed as well as you did. So if you stick with the same lineup and including the goaltender in that, perhaps Daniel Sprong is on the outside looking in for a second consecutive game tonight. Yeah, could be. I think the name you mentioned there as well, Connor McMichael, I would think it's it's one of the two of them, assuming you have the others all healthy and good to go. I think if you're going to sit somebody as a healthy scratch, either Sprong once again or McMichael, which also, John, I think says something too as we go lower down the depth chart. You look at that fourth line, you look at that Hershey line, Brett Leeson, Beck Malenstein, and Michael Scarbosa in the middle. They've been really good. They were really good last Friday on home ice against Florida. I think they earned themselves another opportunity here, another look at the Panthers, albeit on the road. So it really says something about how effective that trio has been as well. And yeah, we'll see who they sit ultimately as a healthy scratch, assuming they're all healthy. And that's a good problem to have if you're Peter Laviolette. And here's hoping that there's more of that good problem to have moving forward here as guys do return to the lineup and there are more decisions to be made. Speaking of Hershey and a last note before we take off, scary news down on the farm with the Bears. Bears announcing over the weekend the postponement of two games for COVID protocols. Hershey's game Sunday against Lehigh Valley was not played. Tomorrow's road game at Lehigh also has been postponed and no rescheduled information as of yet. Hopefully nothing is long-lasting. Hopefully everyone affected in the dressing room there is okay. But a scary reminder, Ben, on the heels of Lars Heller getting stranded in California for more than a week with his own COVID protocol and others scattered throughout teams in the NHL. That virus is still out there. Hopefully the Bears get over the hump with it fast and think of those guys today. Yeah, and the word we're getting out of Hershey is for now, the team facility, the practice facility, everything is closed and number of individuals in COVID protocol down there with the Hershey Bears. So hopefully it's not too long. Hopefully they've nipped it in the bud as much as they could and, and the spread is is prevented moving forward here and that ultimately they are able to get cleared up and return to the ice for practice and then back in game action. But for now, two games suspended and not unlike calendars at the NHL level, doesn't matter what level you're at. Uh, you're right. It's, it's out there. It's spreading and every caution being taken here moving forward as far as the Bears are concerned. It's Caps and Florida Panthers tonight at 7. Network airtime at 645. Your extended pregame show exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7 starting at 4. Ben, what's coming up on the show today? Well, one game remaining here in November, but we're going to cheat a little bit. The players could take it one game at a time. We're going to look ahead. We're going to preview the month of December, what's in store for the Capitals, what to look forward to. We'll also go around the league a little bit, get the Caps perspective too with Steve Wino from the Associated Press. We'll do that on Caps Game Day coming up today at 4 o'clock, Caps Radio 24-7, CapsRadio247.com. Caps and Panthers in South FLA this evening. Ben, have yourself a great game day Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.